You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. And with that, I want to welcome everyone into the ACL pod featuring Cap'n Wags. He's Wags. I'm ACL. Fresh off a Tuesday night football 2-0 sweep, Wags. What are they calling us? The Tuesday night kings? That's right. Is that what's going on? Tuesday kings. That's right. Uh, (laughs) First uh, Tuesday night game since 2010. And... uh, we, we both uh, cash with our plays, so uh, gr- great start to the week or end to last week. I'm not However you want to look at it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, all good, all good. How you doing, ACL? I'm good, man. We have an awesome show today. We will be joined by Dave Mason from Bet Online a little bit later in the show. Uh, of course, guys, be sure to subscribe to the pod. Just uh, type in ACL pod if you're doing a search on any podcast player. Hit subscribe. You'll get it first. And, uh, of course, leave a five-star review, please, with a nice little comment. And your Twitter handle, we're going to pick somebody at the end of the month uh, and give them 100 bucks in site credit. So we'll randomly pick that person, but all you have to do is leave a five-star review, nice comment, and leave your Twitter handle so we can get in touch with you. The website, therealmisteracl.com, lots of good stuff going on there. Football is in full swing. College is really in full swing, Wags. I am excited about that. We have, obviously, the rest of the conferences starting up in the next few weeks here. So want to start off Clemson-Miami. Your Miami Hurricanes, 42-17 to 17 losers, did not cover as 14-point favorites. Were you surprised? Was this something that you expected? How is the U, the team that's back, Every year, maybe not this year quite yet, but thoughts on that game overall? The game itself went, um, yeah, maybe a little bit differently than I thought. Um, the, I, I had, look, I had Clemson in the first half. They always come out strong, especially after um, you know they played a few uh, teams that were, weren't as great, and they they. They impressed me. They, I mean, look, to me, after watching this game, it's Clemson and then everybody else. And that includes Alabama and that includes Georgia and that includes Ohio State when they get back to, you know, to playing in, in a couple weeks. So to me, it, it, Miami, look, the, the score and the yardage and everything like that will say this game was much further apart. And I've heard analysts say, look, even I think Herb Street, uh, was saying, look, this score was much closer. I actually disagree a little bit. And the reason why is Miami defensively put many, many, many uh, strings of two plays, um, consecutive plays together that were very good, right? Clemson was in third and long many, many times. Um, Miami's issue was they couldn't stop stop them on third down. Now, I I played college football. I've played my whole life. So – some of the tendencies that I saw that I don't know if Miami coaches didn't see or didn't notice was every time Clemson was in third and long, they went to the wide side of the field. They had misdirection going into the short side, which had the Miami defense flowing into the short side of the field, which opened up the wide side tremendously. I mean, it was crazy. They, they would they would throw a seven yard 
outpass. Uh, you know, the guy, you know, Lawrence puts it on whoever it was, whatever the wh- whichever receiver, you name it. Um, and, and all he had to do was continue running to the to get the first down. It wasn't like he had to make any cuts, and, and they picked it up time and time again. So Miami, you know, really first and second down played very well. It was third down that they had some issues. Um, Derek King, their offense couldn't get started. The front seven of Clemson was, was all over Miami and, and kind of exploited, you know, one of Miami's, I, I don't want to say few weaknesses, you know, they have a handful of weaknesses, but um, their offensive line struggled, um, you know, picking up any blitzes or any pressure and, and really, um, you know, you saw King actually make some plays with his legs because of this when it, if he was able to get outside or break a tackle um and and get into the to the next level i mean he ran for 9 15 12 3 4 you know however many yards so Eight, um, yeah 84 yards on 14 carries and a touch rushing yeah so i mean th- that's the thing I, I really think that um you know look Clemson is well ahead of Miami. There, there's no doubt about it. I don't think Miami had a chance in this game, so it wasn't. Uh, don't think that I'm saying Miami is, is even close to Clemson. That's not what I'm saying. But I will say that Miami, I think, is back in the sense that they are a top team. I think they're a top, you know, let's say 20 team, top 15 team maybe. Yep. Um, but they're just not there to be able to play with Clemson, and they're not going to be able to play with Georgia. Uh, any teams that are going to be able to dominate on defense – Miami's going to struggle with because um, if you can stop their offense, um, you know, you'll be able to score some points on Miami. Um, they don't have the best defense right now. Um, and Miami plays a very vanilla defense, they, you know, which is very frustrating as a fan to watch. It's, you know, Miami has that old mentality still, which they shouldn't of we're going to play a base defense, beat us. And you can't do that against a Clemson team, right? You have to change it up. You need to blitz. You need to come after. You need to get after Lawrence. And and you saw a couple times that, you know, Lawrence got hit and and he was a little shaken up. I mean, yeah, obviously you see the targeting calls made, um, you know, one, which, yes, technically by the book I think it's targeting. but Shall we say questionable calls? uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, questionable call. I mean, the guy came in and – um, hit Lawrence in the hip with his head down. Um, I, look, you don't see that often. I think also the the first drive of the game, um, not that this game was going to be go any differently. Um, Miami defensive end Quincy Roche uh, was lined off like a quarter inch off sides. They throw the flag. He ends up dropping into coverage. So it wasn't like he was going to get a head start coming in. You never see it called. You know, maybe you see the referee come over the next time and say, hey, back up. Didn't happen. Um, you know, that was a third down. Miami stopped them, nearly picked off Lawrence, and, uh, you know, Clemson then goes down the field. Uh, Travis Etienne, this guy is a speedster, reminded me a lot of Kamara. Uh, Lawrence was was money. You saw a little bit of fire out of him um, late after he got hit in the hip, and he ran for that touchdown. He spiked the ball. He gets, um, you know, a 15-yard penalty for that. But I like that, you know. I like the guys getting fired up, and, um, you know, it's – to, to me, too bad it was on, on my team, but um, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I'm someone who can take a step back and recognize, um, to me, to greatness. I mean, this guy is going to be um, something He's, he's going to look good in that New York Jets uniform, my man. Oh, uh, man. Uh, you know what? Can't wait for that. I, I hope, you know, there, there are many, many quarterbacks that come into the league that I think are um, unfortunate because they come into a situation that they can't control – and, you know, maybe they come in with a poor offensive line or a poor coach or both, 
and they end up struggling and it, and it gets into their head and they don't end up having the career they're supposed to have. I don't think Lawrence is going to have an issue in the NFL, um, but I sure hope he doesn't come into a situation um, like the Jets, if it is currently, uh, you know, with Gase, where he, he's going to have issues and struggle. So uh, let's, let's assume that if they do get the number one pick, that Gase will not be the coach next year when they pick Trevor Lawrence. Let's at least hope for Trevor Lawrence's sake. Yes, but. let's definitely hope for Lawrence's sake. And, um, yeah, it, look, you know, uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch the rest of the, the college season. I, I think, you know, Clemson has a target on their back. I think they've, um, to me, emerged as a clear number one. I think Bama's two, Georgia 2A. Um, mm. This game this weekend is going to be incredible. I can't wait to watch it because um, – yeah, I mean, you're going to see like a talented offense in Bama versus, in my opinion, the the best or, or second best defense in, in college football. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I'm, I'm pumped for that game. Yeah, absolutely. Just to put a bow on this uh, Miami Clemson game. Yeah, I mean, the the final numbers, Clemson outgained them 551 to 228. Uh, they held this high-powered Miami offense to just nine first downs. De'Eric King, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Some people were talking him up for the Heisman. If he came out in this game, if he showed up in this game, beat Trevor Lawrence, put up you know one of those 400-yard game, four touchdowns, he probably would have vaulted, quite frankly, to the top three in the Heisman. Uh, his Heisman possibilities all but over at this point. He's down to 33-1 to to win that award. Clemson, now the odds-on favorite to win the national title at plus 175. This Miami game was kind of, the, I think, the hurdle that people, hurdle in quotes, were waiting for for them to get over before really bumping them up t- to that level. They were tied with um, Alabama and, and Ohio State prior. So, look, they still need to get by Notre Dame and North Carolina in the ACC. They do play North Carolina on the November 7th, which probably will be for the conference. But as of now, after this, um, Clemson plus 175 to win the national title. And that's still with Ohio State not even playing a game yet. Ohio State's plus 250, the second favorite Alabama, plus 350 at third. Uh, Another game wags, Texas versus Oklahoma. What a game. A brutal beat if you had the under in this one as the game goes to four OTs. Texas drops to two, two and two overall, just one and two in the conference. Oklahoma picks up their first conference win here. For me, the big takeaway in this game was actually the Oklahoma QB situation with Spencer Rattler. This was a guy who was third in the Heisman odds headed into the season without playing, mainly because of the team, the system, the coach he plays for. I get it. But, I mean, he was benched in the first half here for backup Tanner Mordecai, who didn't look all that great. One of those wake-up call situations, I think. Uh, coaches do this from time to time. They bring the guy back in, and it might have just worked. I mean, he looked pretty darn good in the second half and in overtime, finished with three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. So, you know, we'll see if that kind of woke him up going forward here. They have a bye this week. Then they play TCU at TCU next weekend, and, and really a, a must-win game if they want to have any hope of keeping up in the Big 12. But And I, I tweeted this out today on Wednesday. It's all in front of them. Despite their record, despite how average they've looked, despite some of the losses, they're still plus 150. They're the favorite to win the Big 12 conference. So it truly is in front of them for Oklahoma here. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that game was an instant classic. Um, you know, you're, you're tied at halftime. Then Oklahoma goes up by two touchdowns in the third, only to see Texas come back in the fourth. And, um, you know, Sam Ellinger, he, he, he impressed me in the second half. Gus um, Johnson was all over him, man. Oh he was just hyping. I, I don't know if you you were you had the volume on. Gus oh, Johnson, yeah. the leader, the best ever. And I look, Gus Johnson's the goat. Yeah. But I tweeted out Gus Johnson must have some stock in Sam Ellinger draft oh, props or something. It was I unbelievable. Think, I think he was just into the game, right? He was getting into the rivalry. <laughs> Gus. That's what I love about college football, right? Because you you get that 
pageantry that uh, about college football that you might not see in the NFL. Um, but yeah, no, it was incredible. I mean, Ellen, look, he deserved that Ellinger. He 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 brought that Texas team back um, as you know time was running down. He had some great runs, some great throws. Uh, kind of a suspect pass interference call. It could have gone either way late in the game against Oklahoma, um, which allowed Texas to to score that. Um, game tying touchdown but um, you know I'm sure Oklahoma fans not so happy about that one but yeah no this this game was truly incredible like you said Rattler comes in comes back um, he looked he looked good down the stretch and um, yeah I want to watch this game again right you know I want to see these two teams go at it again uh, the fact that Oklahoma's plus 150 to um, still win the conference after being you know one and two is is pretty crazy they're basically saying that Oklahoma is going to win out the rest of the year, uh, yeah. beat all those teams, and some of the top teams will will stumble. So, I don't know. Plus one fifty, not great value there based on the current standings, but I I do get it. Iowa State's plus three fifty if you want to go that route. Oklahoma State plus three fifty as well. Spencer Rattler again third in Heisman. He was down to like six to one to win the Heisman preseason. He's now a hundred to one. If you think he's going to come in and just ball out the rest of the crazy to there. think also that um, Iowa State and Oklahoma are both 100, and, 100 to 1 to win the NCAA championship. So if you think Iowa State could win out, I mean, is that worth a bet? Maybe. I mean, There's worse bets out there. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, say that they do, it, it's still not a guarantee that they're going to get into the playoff, right? We, we've seen this before with only four teams making it. The Big 12 has been shut out of that. Now, if they win out and they go undefeated, I'm pretty confident that they will get in. But then they'll likely have to beat a Clemson, an Alabama, a Georgia. Basically pull off a two-team parlay, money line parlay against those teams. That will probably pay close to 100 to 1 anyway. So, I mean, yeah, you, I guess to, to me it's, it's Iowa State. You know, they lost their first game to Louisiana. Not Louisiana State, Louisiana, 31-14. Now, Louisiana's ranked. I mean, they've been ranked pretty much since that game. You know, they're, I think, a ranked number 20 or 21. So it's not like that was a bad loss. I mean, obviously you don't want to see it, but if they go and win, what, three, six, nine games in a row, and the last, you know, three games are against Kansas State, Texas, and West Virginia, you know, three pretty good teams, and and you get a couple wins in there um, with, you know, you beat Oklahoma already, you beat TCU, you beat Texas Tech, you go and, um, you know, maybe on the road this week or next week um, and beat Oklahoma State after a bye, I mean, Iowa State could could be. I mean, at a hundred to one. Now, I'm not saying that uh, this is a team that I love, uh, but at those odds, you're talking about the actual number versus the reality. Oh yeah, That's absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think look, uh, they they could they could sneak into the to the top, especially if they you know end up winning out and uh, doing something. But you know, there's, Oklahoma. There's of... Yeah, I mean, to me, Oklahoma State's a little more interesting because they are three and zero, right? They haven't lost. If Iowa State or Kansas State runs out, they're still going to have that one loss. So it's almost like a built-in excuse for the committee to say, "Oh, you know, they lost to Louisiana or whatever." So based upon all the other things that they could make an argument to keep them out, if Oklahoma State somehow runs out uh, without a loss, they're actually going to be undefeated, and yeah. you know, they're going to be a top five, top three maybe team at that point. So. It, the odds are interesting. Oklahoma State to win it all is 125 to 1. Iowa State to win it all is 100 to 1. So there, if you can kind of read between the lines there, they're, they're certainly expecting Oklahoma State to slip up at some point. Absolutely. Um, or, or, or they have liability, which I, I doubt on Iowa State. But, uh, I would doubt it as well. Yeah. I mean, so, um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I talked to a, a sports book director. Um, you know, I sent him a note, and he, he got back to me, and, and he's got Clemson and Georgia atop of his pa- power ratings with Alabama a little bit behind. So, um, you know, if they, it's, it's just interesting to see because what, what I'm looking at here, when I'm looking at the uh, college football national championship odds, you're looking at um, – you know, the top four, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. Georgia's plus 900. Uh, Florida's at plus 2,200. They're the next um, best to get We'll get in. to Florida in a minute. <laughs> let's, the, uh, those odds might be coming down sooner than later. We'll see. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's for sure. I mean, look, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and, you know, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about them? Yeah, I mean – Big news out of Florida this weekend is the COVID situation. As you may or may not have heard, they basically shut down football operations as of now. The game versus LSU this weekend, TBD as of taping here on Wednesday. The SEC futures have mostly been pulled off the board. Um, but just going back to last weekend with Florida, before before we touch on that, just a, a huge win for Texas A&M there. I mean, now all of a sudden, they're right behind Alabama, they being Texas A&M, in the SEC West. They're not going to catch Alabama because they already have the straight-up loss there, but they could certainly make some noise there in that part of the conference. I mean, to me, as I'm watching that game, as I'm sort of re- recapping what happened, these are the games that Jimbo has to win. I, I'm Look, they'd love to beat Alabama, um, but I also think that people, I'll say sane people, realize that they're not to be low the Alabamas. They're not to be low the Georgias. Maybe they'll be there in a couple of years, but right now they're just not quite there. So a home game versus a top 10 team versus a hot team in the Florida Gators, you're, a, you're catching six and a half, seven points. That's why they paid Jimbo seventy-five million bucks. So good for them. Good for Texas A&M. Uh, the Gators. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with with this COVID thing. I mean, the LSU game very much up in the air at this point. Kyle Trask futures, as far as Heisman, were pulled off the board at uh, at many shops as well. So I mean, this was an offense that was just humming. You'd hate to see if they have to cancel some games, if they have to push them back, uh, if they don't get to play all their games. But right now, it's just very much up in the air for this Florida Gators team. Definitely up in the air. I actually just read a tweet from a Florida Gator correspondent that the game is being postponed okay. and that an official announcement, so it's not official yet, um, is coming per source. So, um, you know, that, that'll be taken down, I'm sure. And, um, you know, we'll see and keep an eye, close eye on what's going to happen with this COVID situation with the Gators and see how these um, players contracted it. You know, what was it against Texas A&M? Was it on, you know, on whatever, however they got home? Or was it, you know, them just fooling around post-game after a loss, you know, trying to do whatever they're doing out there in Gainesville um, and, and, you know, getting infected? So uh, I- interesting to see what happens there. And you make a good point about A&M and Jimbo Fisher. I mean, look, they, they got um, – yeah, I'm, look, they play in the SEC, so I'm not going to say an easy schedule. But they don't. They already lost to Alabama on the road um, by 28. So obviously, but that that's what Alabama. I mean, that's not a surprise, right? Um, then they got a. They don't have Georgia on the schedule. I think you know their, their toughest three games are going to be at Tennessee, and Tennessee's been pro- you know proven to be you know quite a team. Um, they they have LSU at home, who's kind of proven the opposite, right? You know, the, the, where's their defense, similar to a kind of Florida right now, and then they end the season at Auburn. Now, if they can beat Tennessee on the road, um, beat LSU at home, they got at Auburn, they win that game, um, you know, their only losses to at Alabama on the road. So interesting, um, you know, 
take on on an A and M team that uh, is dangerous, right? They have Kel- Kellen Mond, the guy. Guys make some plays. He puts up yards. Now, you know, as an NFL guy, not in my opinion, um, but he's a college guy and he makes plays. It's almost like he's been in his like thirtieth year. And I feel like it feels like it, it feels yeah, like Travis been... Etienne for Clemson and <laughs> Kellen Mond for me are guys that have been there for nine years. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but he's there and he's making plays and he and he's you know keeping. And he cashed the ticket last week on the Texas A and M team total over. So that's right. And my A and M play plus six. There we and go. Half. So uh, that was another. He did us right last week. Yep. Love the guy. I actually love that, you know, that team. I mean, Jimbo, we'll see what he can do. I mean, their defense is, you know, it's, I guess, proven to be an SEC defense this year. Uh, giving yeah. up a lot the of The game against Mississippi State this week, and we'll see. This is one that you often see, I'll just say that, a potential letdown spot. They go on the road, Mississippi State, a team that struggled. Total, low total, 54 Texas A&M giving seven. Have seen a little bit of action on the dog there. But, uh, you know, off a big win, home win, now they have to go on the road. Yeah, we'll I mean, look, there. it opened at six, went up. Um, you know, I thought it would actually go down, to be honest. I, I think, you know, on the road after a big win, sometimes you see that sharp money come in hot. Um, but it went up. It hit, the you know, that seven, that magic number. Um, and within five minutes, uh, dropped back down to six and a half. So yeah. um, I think the sharp see that number at, at seven being being the number. Once it hits there, you'll you'll see a lot of money come in on Mississippi State to bring it back down to six and a half. Um, and like you said, that, that total at 54, um, these two teams, I think, offense, right? You know, you got Mississippi State, notoriously not, but you got Leach who came in. Um, people still kind of – at least you know I'm thinking about that them putting up 44 points on LSU. I guess it's it's not that um, impressive anymore, given what LSU is, I guess, not done on defense. Um, but then they followed it up with a couple of uh, you know 14 point game offense on offense, and, and they only scored two points against Kentucky, um, who does have a good defense. You have to point out. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, keep an eye on this game. It should be a good one. It should be indeed. Before we bring in Dave Mason, Wags, some NFL, the Houston Texans, they really impressed me this past week. And that was a game that, look, we, we often see when a team fires a coach, especially a coach that apparently was not that popular in the locker room. They come out, they play really well, they play really hard, they play emotional. And I think a lot of this was on the Jags. I mean, they were missing like 26-yard field goals, fumbling at the goal line and all that. So it's probably a combination of the two. But... I liked what I saw out of the Texans. Could this spark a run from them potentially? Um, they covered as what were they, they? I think they closed around minus six against the Jags. But really impressed with what I saw from the Houston Texans, just from an overall, I'll say, team emotional motiva- motivational standpoint. There. Yeah, no, they, they look good. I think they needed that win. Um, you know, Bob out. Uh, I think it probably fired them up a little bit. You know, there were some. Rumors and, and I don't know what sources came out with stories, but I heard that there was, you know, issues with O'Brien there, that a lot of players were getting into it, you know, specifically J.J. Watt. Um, so he comes out and, you know, they, they play hard again. They didn't play the best team in the league, so who knows, right? They, they probably played a, a bottom five team in the league in the Jaguars. But still, the Jaguars have impressed, um, you know, not not winning a lot of games, but staying in games and um covering games yeah yeah let's let's yeah we can say that you know they've they've done a good job just hanging around in the nfl so uh to win by 
16 against the Jaguars team. Uh, it was definitely needed by Houston. Does it spark them? We'll see. I mean, they have a tough schedule the next two games. They play the Titans and the Packers. Um, then they got the Jaguars again, and then they got the Browns and Patriots. So um, those next five games, if they can win three, uh, you know, who knows? You know, then they're four and six coming against the Lions, Colts, Bears, Colts, Bengals, Titans. Um, you know, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but uh, starting one and four, not not too many teams do. Yeah, I mean, this Houston-Tennessee game, it's essentially like a, 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 a double game for them, right? If they win, then they pick up not only a win, but a game against a team in the division. Uh, and they would be two and four. So who knows? We shall see. They are currently plus three. That game open plus four was bet down to plus one and a half, meaning – the Texans were plus four. They were bet down to plus one and a half. And then we saw what the Titans did on Tuesday night. And they just looked amazing against a really good Buffalo Bills team. And now the game has been bet up. It's probably going to sit at three for the week. So three is probably where that game is going to go. I don't see a ton of movement off on that key number of three. It's three flat minus 110 now with a total of 54 Houston at Tennessee on Sunday. Um, the the Miami Dolphins at the Niners game wags. Uh it's, it's so interesting because now we're sort of hearing that Jimmy G, he wasn't 100%. He really couldn't push off that ankle if you really go back and watch the film. Uh, they probably rushed him out there a little bit too soon because of what happened the week before against the Eagles, right? Shanahan, like Nick Mullins, he was going to go with Mullins. He looked great against the game uh, in the game against the Giants. He comes out and just, in my view, he just had a, re- a really, really bad game against the Eagles. So they probably should have gone with him another week. Jimmy G was clearly not ready. He gets pulled. Shanahan said it was to protect him, and everyone's like, oh, he sucked. He got pulled. Not really. He honestly did it. The game was out of hand to literally protect his ankle. So I think that they should probably go back to Mullins. I don't think Beathard's the guy. I think Mullins is clearly better than Beathard on both of their good days. So it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, this Niners game was minus three. The Niners were minus three against the Rams on the look ahead a week ago. This past week happens, and now they're plus three. So a six-point move, not just a six-point move, but a six-point move through key numbers back to three so it, it in in reality it's much bigger than a six-point move because it went from minus three to plus three so we'll see Both what they go numbers, with at, yeah. at quarterback exactly so we'll see what they do at the quarterback situation here but really interesting dynamics there what's going on with the locker room with the coaching with the quarterbacks jimmy g if he's healthy does he get the job back we shall see yeah i mean that game is an anomaly to me i just still can't wrap my head around it um but thinking back uh you look at the Niners' defense. I mean, they, they couldn't do anything. Fitz They're still Ma- injured. They've been injured for Fitz weeks Magic. and for months They got now. this guy playing defensive back. I, th- I think his last name was Allen. I don't know. I think they signed them off the practice squad or whatever. Uh, he he was terrible. I mean, there's no, no good way to put it. Um, I, I almost felt bad for him for a second, but um, he got – he got toasted all game. I mean, they just kept throwing at him, and he couldn't do anything. And um, look, the Niners are zero and three at home. They're two and three, right? They have two wins on the road. They they haven't won anything. So talk about a team that's ill affected by, um, by you know, not having fans or whatever it may be. Um, this situation, the Dolphins come who, who aren't necessarily a great team. They're they're playing well. Uh, I'll give them that. They they're a team that hangs around, um, but they come from the East coast all the way across uh, and, and put it on the Niners. Uh, Game wasn't close. Yeah. It wasn't close. I mean, it was 14, nothing at the end of the first 30 to seven at the end at halftime. Um, 
the only quarter the Niners won was the third quarter, 10-7. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just not not good. Uh, not good for San Fran fans. I mean, talk about the Super Bowl hangover. Uh, not looking good for them. The only thing it's good for is if you have a San Francisco 49ers under 10.5 wins ticket. That's right. Then it's I, good. I, I believe I believe ACL, you then have it's that good. ticket. Then it's good. So That's right. we'll go with that. Always looking at the positive bags. I hear you. There we go. All right, guys. That is that. We want to bring in the one and only Dave Mason. He, of course, is on um, – you guys know him on Twitter, at Dave Mason BOL. So we're going to bring him in. Had a really good talk with him. And uh, we'll do that right now. And with that, I want to welcome in to the show the one and only Dave Mason from Bet Online. Of course, you guys all know that you can follow him on Twitter at Dave Mason B O L. One of truly the better follows in this space on social media. I will say, Dave, well done on the social media front. Thank uh, you. Great to have you on this week, my friend. Want to just go ahead and jump right in and get started. I mean, I'm sure from your perspective, the last, I want to say, you know, couple months basically have just been insane with everything get starting up again. Basically, football, NBA, ba- uh, baseball, tennis, golf, NHL wrapped up. How has it been from your perspective over the last couple months here? Uh, it's it's been crazy, but you know, it's it's been crazy. It's always crazy in this industry, but it's it's you know, looking back on it, it, it you know, the COVID months are even crazier because we we're trying to freaking. You know, we didn't just stop working. We had to work harder. You know, we mm-hmm. had a, we had a, okay, what the hell's a sports sims? You know, we had to figure that out and well, what, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, all these sports were kind of on, maybe not this year, but, you know, we know what we're doing. We know what the games are, et cetera, et cetera. But those, those COVID months were absolutely nuts with, uh, with, you know, getting content on the site and figuring stuff out and figuring, you know, learning, taking some lumps like, uh, A, don't, don't offer Ukrainian ping pong and stuff like <laughs> it, that. It might be fixed. I've heard it might <laughs> yeah, be rigged. Yeah. So, um, but no, we've been busy as hell. You know, getting players back on the site and and it's it's working. You know, play, players are. You know, it was kind of all those months too, where just kind of you know w- what's going to happen when sports come back. You know, because it's, it, it's it's you know there's a lot of people out of work and financially. You know, um, I remember 2008 when I was in the industry. We there were there was a big. Um, bump a, a negative downturn in number of actors on your site and everything so you know um you know we're we're what's what's that going to happen what is, are we going to see that again but but no i mean they're the people are just locked in their houses locked in their cages you know a bunch of rabid animals locked in their cages ready to bet on a damn game so when everything just started coming back holy hell is this an onslaught and it's continued man i mean the nfl action and the college action is just great um usually september's awesome the first part of october is good then you, you sometimes you see a little bit of a ta- you know a down tick or two but we haven't seen that yet we've plateaued and uh actually i think we've, we're still going up last sunday was we had more sports actors on the site last sunday than any of the other weeks which is i've never seen that before wow. usually usually it's week one and you know you you, you kind of plateau then go down from there until the playoffs but um yeah, so that's a good sign. You know, play, people are just locked in their damn houses with nothing to do and bed on for so long that they're 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 going for it. As I like to say to people, this sports betting thing, it might just catch on one day. One day. Yeah, you know, who who, who would have thunk all these years? You know what I mean? <laughs> we all had to, 
you know, kind of talk about it and like it's some big secret and taboo. And uh, yes, yeah, screw that, man. We we guys like you and me, we knew all the, all along, and uh, here here we are now. Every now it's in everybody's living room with commercials everywhere, and everybody's allowed to talk about it now. And more people are betting than ever. So it's fair to say that with uh, football and you know baseball and basketball and all that, that the Ukrainian and Russian ping pong handle has gone down a bit over the last couple of months. Uh, well, we nuked Ukrainian ping pong a while ago. I mean that 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 was this garbage. That was just too too many too much funny stuff going on over there in the Ukraine. I don't know what the hell's going on, but Russians still there and these dudes play. I, I mean, I just check i don't know a damn thing about i mean i mean i knew how to play ping pong when i was a kid but i don't know the competitive angle over in russia but these dudes (laughs) play all day long all night long it's it's just amazing and and so we still have odds up there if you're russian ping pong still your thing we still have odds it's just not mentioned thank god in our weekly sports calls like it was in freaking may or whenever the hell that was and we're like well how do we get more people betting ping pong i'm like oh my god this is really a topic i i <laughs> Years from now, when we look back, yeah. hopefully at all this with a smile, it'll say, "Yep, right. that was when we were doing Madden Sims and Russian ping pong yeah, back absolutely. in uh, old 2020." Uh, I don't miss looking into those Sims, man, because I'm not really a video gamer, anyways. You know, and even when I was a kid, I really didn't play much. And you know, me trying to figure that, like, what the hell, you know, it's just and these nerds, you know, well, they got power rankings, and I'm like, oh, God. it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. <laughs> People literally handicapping with their power rankings, the Madden Sims. Yeah, it was unbelievable. But. Yep. Hey, I guess when there's nothing else to bet on, people will find a way. Um, yes, wanted to ask you this past weekend in terms of football. How did you guys do? How did the Sharps do? Specifically, I know you were talking about that Bears-Bucks game from right. Thursday night. That saw some interesting movement there. Well, overall, we did great, and you know we needed it. It's, it's been a kind of a um, has, hasn't been the most pro- college football has been a great to start to the season, but NFL has been a freaking grind, man. It's it's we had a couple that week two was a, a that Sunday on week two was when all the favorites won out, yep. right? I mean that was a that was a record win for the for the um, public, um, and it, they public the betting public won more money that day. In other words, we lost more on that day than any other day in the history of bet online. And there was, you know, the 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 week after that, Sunday was a small loss, I think. Then the next week was a small loss, and you know, we mixed in some good games here on on prime time game. But we didn't have that one NFL weekend where I was like, holy hell, that was good. Um, but that came this past sunday um and and thursday of course it started out thursday and sunday the the action was great like i said we had more actives on our site sunday than we had any other day this season which is kind of weird for week five or whatever the heck it is um but yes sharp action um thursday was that big game you know was that that was the biggest bet regular season game in the history of bet online wow the bears bucks was the biggest regular season bet game in the history of bet online yeah for one side for for the one side i'm not sure exactly on combined action but biggest decision and biggest uh more action on the bucks uh than any other regular season side in the history of bet online if if i'm making myself clear there um so 80 percent of the action was on the bucks um in, but the sharps are on the other side. Um, we, we we took a stand with the sharps, you know. So the sharps are on uh, the bears plus six, plus five, four, four and a half. Um, we had it at three and a half, I think. It might even went to three a kick. I can't remember, but yeah, we took a stand as a, you know, as we call it the ver- reverse line movement. You know, whenever I tweet something like that out, like 
uh, the odd, you know, how once lopsided one side is, um, you know, in whenever one of those reverse line movements, and I get drilled on Twitter, people thinking I'm lying or something. Well, why is the <laughs> why are the odds going down? I'll be like, dude, look at my tweet earlier today when I said the buck or the bears are the sharp side. And then people question that. It's like, well, you guys should be booking stuff 50-50. And I'm like, well, dude, it's it's freaking impossible. It's not gotta, how it works, guys. It's not <laughs> how it works. And, you know, yeah. I kind of made a, uh, a tweet in jest about, you know, my five favorite fairy tales. And Snow White was in there and Rumpelstiltskin and a couple other ones. And, and my favorite fairy tale was the books, books uh, sports books, book action 50-50. And it, yeah. it's just not – the case i mean it's impossible to do that anyway so um so yeah that was that was a great example of a reverse lineman as about as good an example as you're going to get how how books do take a stand every book needed um the bears big and 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 it came through it doesn't always work that way sometimes you take a stand and you and you get and you get beat and the and the public side is the winner um you know probably 46 percent of the time or whatever but long term that's that it maximizes your profits Big time. Instead of just trying to nickel and dime and trying to book a game 50-50, look long term. If you lose, big deal. There's big games next day, Saturday, Sunday, etc. That's the always good thing. Again, I work on a marketing side. When you lose on a big game, uh, the glass is half full kind of guy is well. Right. Guess guess what? That act, the action is people got money in their accounts, so the action tomorrow is going to be through the roof. Uh, the casino manager is always happy. He's the only happy guy in the in the company because a lot of people are taking their profits into play some blackjack. So that dude's happy. And uh, action tomorrow and this weekend uh, through the roof. You know, if it happens at the end of the season, it, it hurts more. You know, if it happens on the Super Bowl, they go, oh, God, because so many people just disappear after the Super Bowl. They go get cashed out. Right. And then you don't see them again until September or August, whatever. But you know, if it's happened in week four, week five, of the NFL, it's it's you know, if you, if you do lose those big games, yeah, it stings a little bit, but no big deal. As long as you have deep pockets like us, it's just okay. On to the next game, on to the next week, big deal. Bring it on. The old pros versus Joe's game, Bucks yes, Bears, sir. and yes, uh, yeah, I I think that's a really good point. You know, anything can happen in one game. Sample size of one game, sixty minutes, things happen over the long term. Whether you're on the sportsbook side or you're a sharp better, things generally will turn. So I think that's a, a, a really good just general philosophy for people to keep in mind there. Um, I've noticed your tweets, Dave, have picked up, I'll say, over the last more so, I don't know, two, three, four weeks about the election. Oh. So I, I have to ask you, I know your, <laughs> your election tweets are great. They always bring a smile to my face. They're, they're hilarious. Where are you guys now uh, in terms of you know the, the odds of the election, who do you need? Who do you have liability to? Right. I know you guys have like all fifty states up too in terms right. of betting those states, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know we got to keep this conversation civil, right? Apolitical, oh, yeah. Dave. <laughs> Apolitical. Whenever I, you're right. I should have said that at the beginning. Want, I don't want any hate mail. It's <laughs> I see some of the comments in your oh, tweets, so people don't it, think it's apolitical. It, it's it's insane though. It's like help. <laughs> it's like people just just think of stuff objectively. It's like just about if, making money. If I if I make a tweet like that's pro Biden, the odds people. People on the, you know, some guys calling me a lib, libtard or whatever the damn word is. If I tweet something out like, oh my God, Trump's odds are improving, improving, or a little funny, uh, uh, gif or whatever the hell they're called you know i got some guy on the left saying he's gonna not follow me and it's like come on people you know what i mean 
Just yeah. freaking, just freaking relax. I'm talking about the betting odds. I, I've never shared any of my political uh, opinions on any of this. Um, but yeah, now that that rants out of the way, <laughs> good rant, good you rant. Want to, you want to get me fired up? You start talking about politics, man. So, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, man. But politics, uh, betting makes politics fun for me, just on a personal level, or else I'd hardly even pay attention to it. But it does make it fun. It makes it fascinating for me. I, I've always said that election night 2016 was one of the most um, amazing nights. And again, I'm not showing any political affiliation, but just from a bookmakers perspective how the odds were moving and polls and all this stuff it was just one of those nights i was just like you'll always remember in this industry and again that's not saying i like trump dislike him whatever it was just from a bookmakers perspective it was amazing anyways to get on to this year um yeah this year i mean 2016 we needed we needed hillary people are taking trump um and and right now i mean with these two guys anything can change over the next three weeks but right sure. now we're, we're we're trump fans um more actions have been coming i mean the bet size there's more on trump but that's kind of misleading uh you know because he's been we've known he's going to be in the finals for a longer period than we've known biden's going to be in the finals right so it's it's obvious that you're going to take more action on him um but when you, you factor in the juice and bet size and everything, we need Trump and, and Biden's a big loss for us. Um, it, it, you know, again, so much action is coming in on this. Is, it's really hard to cup, keep up with it. A lot of max betters coming in, rebetting. We have, I think we have the limits up to 5,000 right now, and you can rebet that again for another 5,000 after 61 seconds or odds move, whichever comes first. So, I mean, big betters are coming in, and, and uh, you know, yeah, states, man, they're they're all 50 states up there, next to impossible to keep up with for me. Every time I click refresh, those things are on the move. They're real challenging to handle for the guys too. You know, they're just, there's like we said, 50 of them now. You can throw out a bunch of them as you know, just leave them alone. There's no way. But some of the swing states, man, you got you really got to keep on top of the action and and all the latest news and polls and. But again, the polls, man, I mean, you know, it's who the hell knows what's up with those polls. So it's fun. Politics is fun. But, it, you know, it's, it's a challenge and sweat for us. Yeah. The um, so in terms of the odds. So what you're saying is you had Biden, obviously, because there were multiple other options to get to the finals there. You had him at plus money for much of the last year. But Trump was around, you know, even money, minus money, because you already knew he was going to be in the final, too. So that's why you sure. have a lot of that money on Trump then. Like yeah. As Biden's gotten to the final, say, two or three people, now the final two, those odds have obviously shifted a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, once we knew Biden was going to be in the final two, um, you know, exactly. Like, you know, the Democratic, you know, we, we had the odds to win. You know, we included all the Democrats, too. You know, Bernie right. was taking – act. they're all cannibalizing off each other, yep. right, as far as bet counts concerned, whereas – Trump was the Republican. Sure, we had some long shots mixed in there, but whatever. Um, so that that helped Trump's higher bet count. But you know, we did have Biden at you know plus two thousand, plus six hundred, plus eight hundred, etc. That'll add so, up quick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yep. absolutely, that'll add up quick. So I mean, we've been all exposed on Biden for a while, even back then. Um, I think it was after that first debate when Kamala went went for his throat and. He looked, um, you know, he, he was out in outer space and uh, his odds dropped there. But some people just started betting. I forget what it was, but they dropped pretty significantly. And some people just started betting it. And, uh, you know, I kind of looked at it, too. I was like, you know, these first debates usually don't mean much. That might be good value. And uh, sure enough, it was. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, but over recent, you know, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to track it because so much changes. You know, what everything that one of them says or does, odds <laughs> can move significantly yeah. because they're just such. Both of them are just such kind of, um, you know lightning rods i guess so um but recently you know the odds have been moving a lot more in biden's favor and a lot more bigger bets have been coming in on biden i think a lot of the covid stuff but again next three weeks could tell the tale so who knows what's going to happen who knows next three weeks will be interesting we'll definitely be looking out for your tweets on uh, the odds and sort of where the action is coming in you can definitely tell a lot just by how people are betting and sort of what the market is thinking there so certainly certainly be interesting um moving back over to sports the nba just finished up the other day lakers came out uh basically smoked the heat in game six how did you guys make out lakers winning was that good bad for the house and then i saw you have some uh, 2021 season odds up too right yeah 2021's up already um nba i mean for the for the futures, it was a small loss for us. It could have been worse. You know, we, we they were there. They were, they and the Celtics, I think, were their only realistic exposures going into the playoffs. Um, so we got rid of the Celtics, but we still had the Lakers hanging overhead. But as action came in and all the other rounds, you know, kind of evened that off. And it was, it was a small loss for us. But then again, we won on the series price. A lot of people were betting the Heat to come back at those large odds. So, sure. you know, they're kind of correlated there. So you factor all that in as probably a small win for us. But the eight game action was good. You know, the game actions were good and, and it was successful. Um, a lot of the game, you know, we never it, it, just a new thing to 2020. We're never booking NBA playoffs with, against football, right? Or with football, however you're going to look at it. And uh, that was kind of interesting. You know, those games where there wasn't a football, big football game, those games just got so much more action than games where there wasn't any foot up football action that night. So that was just kind of a, you know, football is king kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's sure. like, you, you know, just some random football game, semi-decent football game, getting so much more action than the NBA game. So tells you a lot too, I believe. Bet online right now, guys. The Lakers 4-1 to one to win the title next year. Clippers plus 650. The Golden State Warriors, a team that finished, was it last place, second to last place? 7-1. Yep. to one. They're, the, <laughs> they're the third yep. betting favorite next year because they're getting all their guys back. So perhaps some value yep. on the Warriors at 7-1, right? Yeah, they got the number two pick too, I believe, right? Yeah, there we go. So see what that they'll probably trade. That's that's my guess. But who it's like knows? the years the Spurs got Tim Duncan after they basically tanked, and then they were good for the next twenty years. Yeah, so absolutely could happen. Uh, wanted to wrap up here, Dave, with baseball. We have four teams left. Um, Dodgers are the favorite, obviously. Um, we have the uh, Astros and the Rays and the Braves in as well. Any liability? Are you guys rooting for one team versus the other here as baseball winds up? Um. For the futures, I mean, it, it, everybody's a, everybody's a massive profit except the Dodgers, who are a massive okay. loss. So we need we need the other three teams, and uh, if Dodgers win, <laughs> it's a nice looking red figure there for us. But um, and the other teams win, it's a big profit as of now. So yeah, we, we're hoping the Dodgers um, go down soon. <laughs> Well, we certainly have seen that in years past with sure. David Roberts at the helm. So Absolutely. <laughs> it's certainly a possibility, even though on paper they might have the best team. So we'll see. Uh, awesome stuff, Dave. What kind of things and promos do you have going on at Bet Online right now? All right. Uh, head on over to betonline.ag and sign up with an account. Um, it, all sorts of bonuses for you. All sorts of contests, uh, 100% crypto bonus for your first time ever crypto deposit. It's 100% with the promo code crypto100. Um, 
We also have a 35% reload bonus on every qualifying crypto reload. If you're not into crypto, get into it. But if you don't get into it, 50% welcome bonus for other methods. Promo code BOL1000. All the terms and conditions and details can be found at betonline.ag slash promotions. All right, guys. Again, be sure to follow him on Twitter at Dave Mason BOL. He's the best in the business. Dave, appreciate your time as always, my man. Good luck with everything and thanks again. Thank you. All right, we're back. Awesome stuff from Dave Mason. Always love his insights on all things that are happening, not only in the sports world, but the political world as well, as he gave you guys some insight on what they're expecting there. Uh, Wags, I mean, the most interesting part to me was that that Bears-Bucks information that he said, where the the Bucks, on, and we were talking the Thursday night game last week, the most heavily bet side in the history of the company. Unbelievable. Crazy. <laughs> 80%, 80%, he said, action Jeez. on the Bucks, but the but the line moved from like six, six and a half down to three and a half. He said, I think he said three, maybe even at kickoff. So, yeah, um, which is obviously a key number. And, and they didn't really care. They, they, they took the side of the sharps, as he mentioned, and uh, they took down the public. The old reverse line movement Thursday night game. Crazy. Gotta That's crazy. It. I mean, and, and a couple things that, you know, I want to point out that he had mentioned was, look, he, he basically said in the NFL, the public has been crushing those first few weeks. He had mentioned, I think, week two, mm-hmm. um, so many favorites winning. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. You know, I, I can't imagine that it continues down that trend and that path. So, um, you know, the, the public's going to get hurt, uh, you know, in, in weeks to come potentially. Uh as the books get sharper and, and smarter. Um, and before that, he, he pretty much echoed a lot of what um, we heard from Chris Andrews in, in the earlier pods, you know, regarding um, COVID and, and how they had to work harder and, and you know, the, the Ukrainian ping pong and, and uh, sports simulations that they, you know, basically had, had no knowledge of that they had to just get smart about and, you know, cause more work for them. Um, but they needed to do something to get action. Madden Sims, man. Crazy. Something I you'll I, never. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. Forget. Never. I didn't bet one because you know what? <laughs> if you don't know, don't bet. That's. I mean, don't don't just go in because otherwise you're literally flipping coins. Flipping. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, I want to have action on this. You're not gonna. It's not like. I mean, you're sitting there watching. I don't know. How does that work? I, do I, people sit there and watch. These I watch people happen? do it. Yeah, man. So like, they were putting Madden Sims up. And you could go on and, and watch, the, watch games. the games. And it wasn't even people playing. It was the computer playing the computer. And they had lines <laughs> up based. Uh, right. And they literally had lines and totals. And there was like a chat room in the thing. And people were sitting there talking about like, oh, I got this key number. Or like, you know, I beat the closing market by a half point. And I'm like, am I losing my freaking mind here? That's this uh, is crazy. Out of control. Was, out of control. It was unbelievable. All right. Enough about Matt and Sims. The game of the year, I think, on paper, college football on Saturday, Wags, Georgia, Alabama. Uh, Alabama currently minus six and a half guys, total 56 and a half. Both teams come in 3 0. This game has all sort of national title implications, of course. Alabama is currently plus 350 to win the national title. Georgia's currently 9 to 1. So if Georgia can pull the upset here, those with plus 900s on Georgia in pocket will certainly be sitting pretty to me this game is pretty simple matchup in terms of who's going to win the game can the georgia defense stop the alabama offense attack that has put up 38 52 and 63 points in the last three games on the other side georgia 10 6 and 21 points allowed on defense so just allowing eight points per game on average but this alabama attack one could argue is playing even better 
than when they had Tua. Mac Jones has been terrific. They're getting it done mostly through the air. Fifth in the country in passing yards at 369 a game. And what's so amazing about that number is they've had the lead in these games in the fourth where they're kind of just sitting on the ball running it out. And they're still putting up these numbers. So imagine what they can do if they play a top defense like Georgia where they're going to have to be throwing the ball probably all four quarters here. So Georgia-Alabama cannot wait for this one. Uh, definitely, as I said, at least on paper, the game of the year for sure. Yeah, this this game is going to be really exciting. I think it's going to live up to the hype, to be honest, because this Georgia defense is for real. Now, I think they're going to slow down Alabama's offense, but they're not going to stop them. And, I don't either, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, we definitely get there to that later. Um, the question to me is, will the Georgia offense be able to keep up with the Bama D, who has – you know, ha- hasn't been the same Alabama defense that we've seen. And, and you know, to me, I, I think they'll be able to. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, you know, I think it's two great coaches, you know, Saban and Smart. So um, this is going to be uh, an awesome game to watch. Now, I will say this. If, if you think Georgia is going to win the game, um, you're, you you should take this uh, nine plus to one. nine, the nine to one now. If you think they're going to lose – Wait and take it because very likely George is going to be, you know, the winner of the uh, SEC East and and likely play Alabama again where they can win, get into the national title game and or, you know, into the final four here and and make some waves. So um, I still think George is a viable play if they lose this game. I love that approach because the SEC East, the other top teams are Tennessee, who I don't think will be there in Florida. And we don't even know what's going to happen with Florida right now. Exactly. Um, so I love that approach. I mean, if they lose, the, the the you'll definitely be getting double digits on Georgia futures there. That's right. Um, so definitely yeah. love that approach, Wags. Uh, Georgia Alabama Saturday night guys should be a really good win. All right, Wags. I am going to say this. I don't know that I've ever said it. The top NFL game this Sunday, the NFL game of the day of Give the week. Give it to me. Involves the Cleveland Browns. Woo-hoo. How's that sound? That is. Crazy. It's I amazing. mean, good, good for them. Um, <laughs> you look, you know, you, you've waited so long to have a team like this. Last year was a complete disappointment for them. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, last year to this year is night and day. I think, you know, some of it has to do with some of the pressure off him. Some of it has to do with, um, you know, maybe not having to make these awful commercials. Uh, <laughs> Because he can't, because of COVID, and then how, how about how about one other item as well that might be helping Baker Mayfield? Please tell me. Getting rid of the literally, arguably, the worst NFL coach in the history of the National Football League. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that <laughs> Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. It was, it was that bad. It was awful. Um, you know, and and they they did some things on the offensive line, give him some time. Um, look, this is going to be a great game. Um, you know the. The Browns have really impressed people. I think, uh, you know, I think there there are people out there that are like, look, we knew they can do it. We know they have the talent. Um, let's see them make some plays. And on offense, they're, they're giving us a show. Um, defensively, we'll see. You know, they, I think they, they've been exposed and, um, you know, might have some issues kind of keeping up with, well, again, I'll use the Chiefs of the world, even though a lot of teams have tr- trouble uh, keeping up with them. But, um, yeah, I think on defense, they, they got some question marks. But this game's going to be really good. I think uh, you got the Steelers, uh, you know, 
at home laying three and a half total of 51 it's gonna be a good one yeah Steelers just one of two undefeated remaining teams in the AFC along with the Titans after last night as Wags said current line on this game three and a half total 51 the look ahead was Pittsburgh minus four and a half uh, but the Browns have continued to impress. So this line did tick down a full point through four, down to the down to three and a half, close to that key number of three. I wanted to point this out. Pittsburgh is playing their second home game in a row. But from an actual travel perspective, they haven't had to leave home since September 14th in week one. They played Denver at home, Houston at home. Uh, then their game versus Tennessee was postponed, so they didn't have to go for that. Then they played the Eagles at home, and now they get Cleveland at home. So extremely rare to get that scheduling quirk in the NFL, along with obviously the PPD game against Tennessee, um, where they haven't had to leave in over a month. So something to keep in mind there, just in terms of continuity, getting good practices in, not having to travel, not having to go through all that, you know, that, that travel entails. Now you get perhaps a little bit of a discount in terms of the point spread based on what Cleveland did last week. So just something to point out there. This is a good one. I mean, Brown Steelers, man, if the Browns win this, they're, I dare say one of the favorites in the AFC <laughs> to, Crazy. To, to go to look, the Super Bowl. Yeah, They're, I mean, this game, look, three and a half in this game is, I guess, I've you know what? It's spot on. Look, it's an emotional game. Uh, the, the Browns and the Steelers have history. Um, you know, it's going to get, it could get a little dirty, a little chippy in there. Um, but I'll tell you what, the Steelers' defense did show some holes in the secondary last week. And, um, you know, if Baker Mayfield uh, can make some plays here, uh, o- Odell, Landry, if, if, you know, you saw a couple of them get banged up, I think Landry, you know, may have hurt his, re-hurt his hip or maybe even hurt his hip, uh, re-injured it. But he, he came back in, made some plays. Um, if they can make some plays in the, in the, you know, in the secondary, in the passing game, uh, this could be a fourth-quarter game. Yeah. Pittsburgh's uh, schedule, as I mentioned, they've been at home. Starting next week, they go four out of their next five are uh, on the road. So November 8th, actually, that's going to be their third road game in a row at Dallas. Whenever a team plays three in a row on the road, you always want to take a look at that. So, yeah, it really starts to also get a little more difficult for the Steelers in terms of road travel. So, uh, all right, Wags, it is time for the Monday Night Football Contest. As you guys know, I'm going to read three questions. The first person to get all three correct gets $200 in site credit to therealmysteryseal.com. You can enter by DMing your answers to either myself or Wags on Twitter or emailing either one of us, acl at therealmysteryseal.com or Wags at therealmysteryseal.com. In the event that we have more than more than one winner, Timestamps count. Whoever gets it in first is the winner. Question one, Monday Night Football game, Wags. This is actually a pretty decent game, I think. Uh, obviously, the point spread reflects that as well. Cardinals and Dallas. Arizona Cardinals, minus 2.5 versus Dallas. Who are you taking? You got Arizona, minus 2.5, or are you taking the Cowboys, plus 2.5? Question two, name the player who's going to score the last touchdown in the game. The player who will score the last and final touchdown in the game. Question three, the total number of touchdown passes in the game by Kyler Murray. Total number of touchdown passes in the game. Not runs, nothing like that. Just the number of total touchdown passes in the game by Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. I wish you all luck. Get those answers in. Free play time, Wags. Loved your free play last week with Minnesota team total winning. It was a fantastic pick. You, my friend, do the honors. All right. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a teaser this week. 
Nothing wrong with cashing teasers, man. They cash the same. That's right. So uh, two teams, seven-point teaser, uh, two, you know, I think very strong um, teams in the league. We have the New England Patriots basically coming off a bye, um, playing the Denver Broncos. Patriots are nine and a half. I am going to tease the Patriots down to minus two and a half under that key number of three. Um, Patriots, in my opinion, a much better team. Um, Cam Newton, uh, word is that he will be back, uh, and, and I like them regardless. So I'm going to take the Patriots minus two and a half, and I'm going to tease that with the Baltimore Ravens. On the road, yes, uh, but I'm going to tease them down from minus seven and a half to minus a half a point. They are at the Eagles. Um, you know, I think the Ravens are just a much better team. Eagles do have some injuries still lingering, and I think the Ravens will come out in this rivalry game um, and put it on them. So I like the Ravens basically at pick them at minus one half point and teased with the New England Patriots minus two and a half. ACL, what do you got? Good stuff, my man. My free play, guys, is it's a game I talked about a little bit earlier. Georgia, Alabama. We're going Ooh, over college, 50. College, college football. Food. College football is picking up, man. We are yes. ready to make some money. I mean, all these teams are back. It is in full full swing. Love back it. full um, swing, and they got a great slate this weekend. So, uh, look. Do, do they ever? Do they ever? Clear your um, schedule for Saturday night, Georgia, Alabama. Free play from that game. Georgia, Alabama, over 56 points. I think we're going to see some points here in this one, guys. Alabama's defense just not the same unit we've been accustomed to seeing. They have been forced, sorry, they have forced three and outs on only 9% of their opponent's possessions, third worst in college football. Old Miss, yes, Old Miss put up 48 points on them last week, and that wasn't in garbage time with Alabama sitting starters. Um, I talked earlier about Alabama's offensive efficiency. Obviously, Georgia is a step up in competition for sure. But I think Alabama should be able to have some success here. Their pace of play numbers are simply not being accounted for yet by the market. Uh, I played that over last week against Ole Miss. Got there easily. Uh, In many ways, they are performing better than when they had two in there. Uh, Jones, eight TDs, just one interception, a QB rating of 95.3. So I think he's going to have some time there to throw the ball. I think he's going to be able to get the ball out and should have success here getting this game into the 60s at least. Georgia, Alabama, over 56 points. Good luck to us on that one. Wags, good show, man. Dave Mason was great. Happy that we're getting back into college football here on the the pod. Um, Guys, be sure to follow us across all the platforms, Twitter, Instagram. Support the pod. Give us a five-star rating. We really do appreciate it. Leave your Twitter handle and be eligible for that 100 bucks in site credit. Um, Tell your friends about the pod. All they have to do is type in ACL pod in any search whatever podcast player they have, and they will be able to find it. Wags, any closing thoughts here as we get out of town? No closing thoughts. After this pod, I will be crunching numbers for tonight's game because today is Wednesday, and we have Coastal Carolina and Louisiana left. Can't get better than that, man. That's right. So uh, we'll be crunching some numbers, and uh, we'll see if we have any plays this week um, with Louisiana Lafayette, ranked 22 in the nation. Hosting Coastal Carolina. <laughs> I was looking at it yesterday. I saw the 22 next to Louisiana. I'm like, this is great. Good for them. Good for them. Hey, um, beat Iowa State, as we talked about earlier. So, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're a legit contender here. Congrats to the L.A. Lakers for winning the NBA title. My uh, my three-team parlay came in, which is pretty cool. Oh, so it's pretty cool. 
pretty, pretty cool. awesome when you turn fifty dollars into fifteen thousand. It's pretty fun. It was pretty yeah, fun. Uh, nice shout out from the prop swap guys from Darren Ravella. So I appreciate all you guys that were tweeting and DMing me about that. It's always fun to hit those. Uh, and then the tennis packages up, guys, on the website thrillmysterysale.com. Thirty days of tennis plays. Uh, is that's where the package is. So you get 30 full days of tennis, which is up. And uh, hopefully Wags will be telling me. I keep waiting for the text as to when we're going to find out when the NHL season is starting up again. So hopefully that will happen sooner than later, Wags. Yes. I know you're you're pinned down to Gary Bettman's uh, Twitter as to when that's going to happen, right? Yeah. No, you know what? Um, look, I think it's getting closer and closer to returning um, January 1st. Uh, no official announcement, at least not that I've seen yet. And uh, look, I'm I'm hoping that uh, that is what's going to happen. We all are. We love cashing your hockey plays. Believe uh, me. Look, all plays cash the same. Whether it's ping pong, Amen. like we talked about with Dave Mason in in the Ukraine and Russia, uh, or or Madden Sims or NHL or college football or NFL. Look, they all cash the same way, and that's what we do. We try to give you all the winners we can so we can make money and, and continue uh, investing that bankroll. Good to get out of there on that thought. All right, guys, for WAGS, I am ACL. Good luck on all your plays this week. TheRealMysterySeal.com. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, tweet us, DM us, and we will talk to you same time next week.